Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. Some of the uh, stories, non-political stories that we're following today. Best Buy, ugly news from their uh, second quarter, their fiscal second quarter. Uh, they see adjusted earnings per share of 38 to 42 cents. Uh, the uh, consensus estimate was 50 cents. Uh, the company's first quarter earnings were much better than expected, 44 cents uh, better than the uh, 31 cent, uh, the uh, 35 cent rather, uh, consensus forecast revenue, 8.44 billion. Uh, better than the 8.29 billion that had been estimated, but the forecast is really hitting the stock right now. Best Buy is down five and a half percent. Another stock that is uh, in somewhat uh, of uh, a muddle this morning: Deutsche Bank. Uh, the chief executive officer upset because Moody's has cut the company's credit rating. They say the bank has challenges in carrying around, carrying out its turnaround, cut the debt metric one level to BAA2, two grades above junk. That's for their senior unsecured debt. Long-term uh, deposit rating A3 from A2. John Cryan says his bank's never had more capital and could easily repay its debt many times over. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Thank you very much, Mike. A senior Egyptian forensics official says human remains retrieved from the crash site of Egypt Air Flight 804 suggests there was an explosion on board that may have brought down the Airbus A320. The official is part of the Egyptian investigative team and has personally examined the remains at a Cairo morgue. He says all 80 pieces brought to Cairo so far are small, and the logical explanation is that it was an explosion. President Obama says Washington does not want to dictate terms to Vietnam on improving human rights. But the president says that nations are more successful when people can freely express their thoughts and assemble without harassment. President Obama is in Vietnam on a three-day visit. The president also talked about the new Peace Corps mission in Vietnam. A generation after young Americans came here to fight, a new generation of Americans are going to come here to teach and build and deepen the friendships between us. Democratic presidential frontrunner Hillary Clinton has turned down an invitation from Fox News to participate in a debate with rival Bernie Sanders in California before the state's June 7th primary. Global News, 24 hours a day. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stash. Thanks, Mike. Mets have been a little streaky this season. They had the poor start, then won eight in a row when they lost twice at home to Washington last week by a combined 16 to two. They had dropped six of seven. They had fallen to third place. But since then, four wins in a row. Last night in D.C., seven to one. They hit three home runs, a three run shot by David Wright. Joannis Cespedes and Neil Walker went back to back. Bartolo Colon, seven strong innings. And the Mets with another win tonight. We'll be back in first place. Surprise in the NBA playoffs. Even though Toronto had only one fewer regular season victory, most felt Cleveland would cruise past the Raptors, and the Cavs won the first two games easily. But Toronto won again last night, 105-99. Kyle Lowry, 35 points. DeMar DeRozan, his backcourt mate with 32. And this series is 2-2 going back to Cleveland. The West Finals are 2-1 Oklahoma City. Golden State will have Draymond Green tonight. No suspension for his kick to Steven Adams. Hockey, San Jose won 6-3 at St. Louis for a 3-2 series lead. The Sharks 
One win from a first-ever trip to the Stanley Cup final. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashauer. Thank you, John. Well, we are looking at a market that's uh, much happier than uh, one would expect. Dollars moving up, but so are equity futures. We'll talk about that. We will talk about that here on Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee with Tom Keen. We're looking at uh, S&P futures up seven points right now, four-tenths of a percent. The stock 600 up by almost five points, 1.3% in Europe. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. Good morning. Good morning, Michael. Here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Hampton Creek, best known for its eggless version of mayonnaise, is looking to raise fresh capital to fuel its research aimed at expanding into a vegan conglomerate, selling everything from plant-based oysters that aren't oysters and blue cheese, it's not blue cheese, to children's snacks shaped like Batman and Darth Vader. The company is backed by at least a dozen billionaires, including Bill Gates, and sells a range of products at Target, Walmart, Costco, and other big chains. It's fun Fundraising documents describe big expansion plans, including a 95,000-square-foot research and development facility where scientists, human and robotic, using artificial intelligence, could analyze over 960 plant samples a week to develop new plant-based protein products. A little-known startup in China is gunning to be the first to sell bendable smartphones this year seeking to upstage Samsung, which has started to dabble in flexible screen technology. Moxie Group says it will ship 100,000 of the devices in 2016. They are, at the very least, unique. The phones will sell for the equivalent of around $765. They're designed to be rolled into a wide bracelet worn on the wrist. The touchscreens work when curled up or can be flattened into rectangles to use just like any other smartphone. For now, the gadgets will only feature black and white displays with a color version to follow later. And that is this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael. Some of us aren't bothered by that. We remember black and white TV. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The olden days. (laughs) Bob Moon, thank you very much. As we mentioned, the dollar is rising today. The dollar index, 95,434, up two-tenths of a percent after a couple days where the dollar had uh, given back uh, gains and moved in the opposite direction, surprising people who expected it to strengthen Given all the Fed speak about a June move, Valentin Marinoff is head of G10 Forex Research for uh, the folks at Credit Agricole. He joins us now. Uh, what's what is the feeling about the dollar? I mean, we've two steps backwards, one step forward. Does it continue to strengthen or not? Yeah. Good morning. Uh, uh, yes, indeed. We believe that uh, the trend for the dollar from here is on the upside as investors continue to reprise the risk of uh, uh, Fed tightening potentially as soon as uh, July or indeed uh, June. So we do see the risks uh, for, say, currencies like the Australian dollar or indeed the Canadian dollar on the downside against the U.S. dollar. The dollar could appreciate some more from here. The question, I guess, for the Fed is how much could it appreciate? Because in 2014, yeah. basically, the dollar went up 22%. Since then, it's down 2%, uh, two-tenths of a percent. So uh, you know, it, does, it, does it make a big move up that threatens the U.S. economy uh, or not? Uh, that, that's the inherent uncertainty, as many clients are highlighting. You cannot have both higher U.S. rates and higher U.S. dollar. They're kind of mutually exclusive uh, 
especially given that the Fed is focusing on the dollar as part of their measures of uh, financial uh, conditions. So dollar appreciation represents uh, at times unwarranted tightening in those financial conditions, which ultimately means that the Fed has to delay uh, any uh, hikes. Uh, all that uh, taken uh, into account, however, I do think that the risks for the dollar are on the, down, on the upside, especially because there is uh, still that persistent divergence between uh, where the dollar is at the moment and where, say, measures of the fundamental value of the dollar is telling us it should be. That is, uh, things like rate differentials uh, between, say, the two-year dollar rate and uh, the average G10 spread is still suggesting that the dollar belongs uh, at the top of the range, that is, the highs from earlier uh, in the year. So with that in mind, uh, despite the, I would say, the persistent uncertainty about the Fed outlook, I would still think that the risks for the dollar uh, in coming months still firmly on the upside. What about, uh, I want to go around the world to the yen because of uh, the comments from Mr. Asso yeah. uh, today suggesting a five yen move over two days would be uh, excessive, uh, raising the question yeah. of whether they would intervene. Uh, the, the four, I think f- four of the five times that that's happened in the last 10 years or so has been when the Bank of Japan <laughs> took well, extraordinary monetary yeah. policy efforts. So is it really up to them? Uh, well, I, I do think that uh, they're still in, uh, very much in control, uh, indeed. And uh, Minister of Finance, Minister Tarasso, was quite vocal in recent days. What's quite interesting is that those comments uh, uh, persist despite the fairly vocal opposition by Jack Lew, the U.S. Uh, Treasury Secretary. Actually, they both, uh, really, Tarasso and Jack Lew, disagree on what constitutes disruptive move. And the fact that the Japanese are still, despite that vocal opposition last week at the G7 uh, meeting, despite that the uh, Japanese continue with that, would suggest that uh, I think that they may indeed have to put their money where their mouth is and at some point indeed uh, intervene. In terms of trigger level, I think that the yen need not appreciate that far from current levels to see the BOJ acting on uh, Ministry of Finance behalf. In particular, I think 105 uh, may be indeed the line in the sun for both the MOF and uh, indeed uh, the BOJ. So policy action may indeed uh, come, uh, I mean, if indeed the latest appreciation in the yen uh, uh, is indeed extended from here. Talking with Valentin Marinoff from uh, the head of uh, G10 Forex Research from Credit Agricole. The yen at the moment trading at 109.66. It's a little bit stronger on the day, but uh, the question is how much further will it go and when will the Japanese get upset about that? Right now, futures are higher. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. We are counting down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.